When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, before we get into my next guest, I wanted to mention that at the ExitCoachRadio.com website, you can ch- click on the audio library. Uh, even if you're on your smartphone, just enter in ExitCoachRadio.com on your browser, click on the audio library, and you'll be taken to a directory of uh, 12 different types of topics, and you can listen to interviews from your smartphone um, any time of day or night. So you could be exercising, you could be driving around and just want to listen to uh, advisors, authors, and thought leaders. Uh, we have uh, Vistage International speakers, a wide variety of topics, and you can be listening to things that will be of interest to you as you grow your business and prepare it for your future succession and exit. So exitcoachradio.com, audio library. My next guest is Jorge Okoa Lyons, and he's with Business Operating Financials, LLC, uh, and he's a consultant in profitability. Uh, so what that means is his expertise is in helping business presidents make decisions that produce more cash and help them stop making the mistakes that deplete cash out of the business. He is a Vistage International speaker, and as such, he's been vetted, and uh, he gives presentations all over the country to business owners like you listening in. So let's get right with it. Jorge, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for inviting me. This is a great space. I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, We're happy to have you. We love uh, getting especially speakers from Vistage International because uh, you have compelling material and you know how to deliver that in a way that makes business owners think. And that's what we're here for is to help them think about different topics that will help them uh, create better businesses, more transferable businesses, and, you know, sustain these businesses into the next generation. So let's talk about what, what you do. Tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got started and what Business Operating Financials LLC is all about. Absolutely. And, you know, um, Back in 2000, I was a Vistage chair. Uh, back 
back in those years, 2003, it was called International. Now it's called Vistage. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, my academic background briefly is in mathematics and computer science. I earned my business experience turning around a steel service, services operation with annual revenues equivalent to $15 million, asset-heavy, and I turned that business around. I accomplished uh, the following. I increased operating income by 45 percentage points in 18 months. I paid off debt in 24 months. I increased plant efficiency by 500% by increasing prices. I increased asset realization by 60 percentage points by changing the compensation and incentives of the sales staff. And I reduced administrative overhead by 75% by introducing lean administrative practices. I started my consulting practice in 2000 as a strategy consultant And since 2008, I focus exclusively on profitability and the production of cash from the business operation. So from that, uh, you can gather that I work with business precedents to improve the profitability of their businesses. And what that means is I help their businesses be more effective at producing cash from their operations. Um, my clients. You know, before, see, before we go, before we get move forward on that, let me let me touch back on that story. You you absolutely. increased operating income, paid off debt, increased efficiency by raising prices, changed incentive and and management comp, and cut expenses. Now, those are the hallmarks of, of coming in and doing a turnaround. And that's an amazing, um, amazing job. Uh, a lot of people might ask, well, why wasn't the business doing that anyways? Is this a, is this indicative of what you see a lot where business owners that have been doing this for 20 years, maybe the business has outgrown their expertise and they need someone to come in and say, let's get back to the basics. And if we do these five things uh, over a period of time, you're going to see some incredible results. Um. You know, in this particular case, the business had aged significantly as the owner had aged. And so the business had deteriorated uh, quite a bit. Uh, In my practice, I don't see that kind of deterioration, but I do see a lack of awareness in terms uh, on the part of the business owners who I refer to as the business president, um, businesses typically do not measure cash production. And there are a couple of reasons. One is that they just don't know how. Uh, And the second is that business presidents don't recognize the impact that production of cash has on the valuation of their businesses. There's a very strong element in the business culture that focuses uh, heavily on revenues almost at any cost. Mm -hmm. And in in a little bit, I will touch on uh, the issue of revenue that does not produce cash. 
And when you have a lot of revenue that does not produce cash, then that revenue is actually draining cash out of the business. Mm. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. I just wanted to, because that sounds like an incredible, um, the building blocks of, of coming in. And I think there's a lot of our listeners out there who may have that similar situation. They, they need to do these things to make their business attractive and more valuable, as you say, when it comes time for sale. So please continue. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it would be fair to say that every business president in the audience would agree that cash is king. And uh, what I find in my consulting practice is that while everybody agrees that cash is king, very few business presidents give the adequate priority to the production of cash. So let me throw out a question to the audience for them to think about. And let me ask if cash production has an explicit priority in your business strategy. And the answer is typically yes or no. And typically it will be no. Cash production does not have an explicit priority in the business strategy. When the answer is yes, then I ask, is that priority higher or lower relative to revenues? And the answer typically is production will be readily compromised in favor of revenues. What that means is if I have to choose between not pursuing a chunk of revenue because it's not going to produce any cash versus pursuing that chunk of revenue, even if it's going to cost me cash, a business will pursue the revenue and pay the cash for it. Mm-hmm. So I have three questions that I have um, for for the show. And let me just take the first one, and that is, well, how do we measure cash? And the simple way, although it's not the best way, but the simple way is to measure EBITDA from operation. So we take an income statement or a P&L statement, and we take out all the non-cash items out of the income statement. So depreciation, we take out. We take out amortization. We also take out interest expense, taxes. We also want to take out Um, sometimes businesses expense small assets instead of capitalizing. We want to take those out. The key idea in measuring cash is that we want to get a good profile for the capacity of the business to produce cash. Uh, For the audience, if anybody would like to email me, I will send them back a simple template uh, to to measure cash production and the income statement. So okay. that's the that's the how do we measure cash? The second question would be: Well, once we measure cash, what do we want to look for? Measuring cash production is important because it gives us the ability to separate to distinguish between the sources of revenue that produce cash from the sources of revenue that consume cash. 
there is no such thing as cash-neutral revenue. Either revenue produces cash or it doesn't and it consumes cash. Um, I call that cash-positive and cash-negative revenue. The, the importance of this bill is that when businesses, and I see this probably upwards of 95% of the time, when businesses pursue revenue indiscriminately, the mix of cash positive and cash negative revenue will grow about in equal proportions. And the more cash negative revenue a, a business has, the more cash that revenue is sucking out of the business. So hmm. then the third question will be, how do we chart a cash-centric business strategy? And this is very important, especially probably for the audience in this show, because a cash-centric managed business can demonstrate to an interested buyer that it has an established capacity to produce cash and not just revenue. And uh, for the for the business presidents in the audience, if you would like to see some charts of public companies that are cash-centric managed, I, uh, you will see how the stock price correlates better to production of cash than it correlates to revenues. So how do we uh, create a cash-centric strategy? The first step is to reduce and hopefully eliminate the cash-negative revenue. Sometimes it's not easy, and it takes a lot of guts to, to clean that up, but it is worth it. Uh, the, the next steps would be to enhance and expand the cash-positive revenue. And that takes us to a... Expanding and enhancing cash-positive revenue forces us to develop a deeper understanding of customer value. So um, let me pause here and, and ask you if you see any questions or if you would like me to expand on, some, on anything. I'm fascinated by, by your um, discussion so far, and I think that um, a lot of our listeners are probably thinking, can, maybe can you expand on you know cash negative revenue? Does that mean money losers? Things that we're doing that that maybe we we we're doing them because we've always done them, but they're not profitable anymore. I'm sure there's some things that are uh, done in the as uh, uh, relationship builders as ways to. Uh, as lines that may be lost leaders that lead to other types of business, but maybe you can expand on that just for a moment. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great insight. Um, it's a bigger issue in that certain sources of revenue, because cash negative revenue is kind of buried under the cash positive revenue, it is very, very hard to see when the business does not measure cash production. Problem is much bigger. I have worked with clients where an entire business segment, 30% of revenue, is cash negative. And uh, in this particular case, 
the CEO said to me, Jorge, I have known this for years and I couldn't make my case because I didn't have any data. These are structural problems where the business has a product line or a regional market or a business segment where the, where the company makes no cash from that revenue. Um, what you were referring to, if, we me- if we're measuring earnings in the income statement, the three primary inputs into earnings, which are revenues, cost of sales, and operating expenses, of the three, revenues has the highest financial leverage. And again, I uh, can send uh, people interested in the audience, I can send some uh, Excel files that show how much larger the leverage of revenue is on earnings versus cost of sales and and expenses. As business presidents, we all know very well that if I cut costs and I cut expenses, I can impact profitability a little bit. But we also know very well that that approach is very limited. We need to be looking upward in the income statement towards revenues and find out what is the value that we deliver that is not going into the pricing equation. And in another show, in in another segment in your show, Bill, I'm going to be talking about pricing, adequate pricing. Adequate pricing, if I can uh, just briefly Adequate pricing is the pricing leverages the customer value that the company delivers. So in the upcoming show, I'm going to talk about the four actors on the pricing stage. I'm going to talk about competition and the three domains of competition where our business segments, our our service lines, our product lines compete in the marketplace. And third, I'm going to talk about customer value because these three pillars, if you will, are fundamental to the pricing problem. But when we Mm -hmm. take on the pricing problem head on, the profitability of our businesses increases and the valuation of our businesses increases dramatically. Makes a lot of sense. Now, the... Uh, the fundamentals of that uh, revenue and finding out re- whether revenues are producing cash or consuming cash. Uh, and I've been into to several businesses, and and we ask, you know, do you do you monitor these things product by product, line by line? And the answer, more more often than not, is no. We don't monitor that. How important is that for the the president or the the person who's operating the business? to understand line, our uh, product by product or line by line uh, their, their productivity and profitability of each of those lines? Critical. Absolutely critical. That's the work that I do for businesses that are interested in working with me. I, I take their financials and I break the financials apart looking for the basics of cash production. Um, in, in the material that I teach to business presidents and businesses, I say that 
revenue is the responsibility of the sales staff. Cost of sales is the responsibility of the operations staff. Expenses are the responsibility of the administration. And cash production is the responsibility of management. So the buck stops at the business precedent. As a business precedent, I know full well that there is nobody in my company. I had 120 employees, and I knew full well that there was nobody in the company that could look at cash the way I did. That was my responsibility. That is the responsibility of every business president. However, when the perspective is so biased towards revenues, the responsibility of the business president shifts towards revenues. And that is a distraction, especially when the business hasn't distinguished its cash positive revenue from its cash negative revenue, and the business president is looking at revenue all the same. But not all revenue is equal, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard it put in some ways that it's as if you have a a, a machine that uh, that produces money, okay? You have a – and you put pieces of paper in and out comes money, um, and in some cases, you put in a piece of paper and it jams up your machine. Well, you need to put a filter up front to make sure that that piece of paper never gets into the machine in the first place. And I think that's what you're talking about is that re- stepping back and having that perspective that these types of uh, jobs should probably not be getting in the front door in the first place and, and really exactly. helping to, to, to direct what happens at the sales level. Um, You're absolutely correct. Um, One of my accomplishments as a turnaround business president was to increase asset realization by 60 percentage points. What that means is we had a very serious problem. We had very large machines that uh, required a lot of setup, and we were not making any money. Asset realization is a term I use to refer to when a machine is producing cash not just generating revenue, that's asset utilization. So what you're talking about is asset realization. Am I making cash with this order or with this with this operation? Hmm. That's great. It's great insights. You know, it's things that I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, darn it, now I gotta now I gotta think about something else. But you have to think about this and it's time to think about it. If you've been just operating and pulling in as much business as possible without knowing whether it's uh as Jorge is saying, uh is it rev is it revenue producing or is it uh is or is it producing cash or is it consuming cash? You need to know that. And Jorge, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you and talk to you about these issues or or check out your website for instance? Yeah, the email address is, I don't know if you're going to post it on your website, but uh, the email address is jol at businessoperatingfinancials.com. Okay, we will and absolutely if, post that, yes. yes. And if the, if the people in the audience want to contact me, I, I do reply to emails. I try to answer as many questions as I can as time permits. I will be happy to send out some charts. And I will be happy to send out uh, templates um, 
and just help people make cash. That's the purpose of business, to make, to create wealth. And wealth is not created through revenues. It's created through cash. Really appreciate your time and your uh, your insights. Very fascinating information. Again, it's uh, it's businessoperatingfinancials.com is the website. And uh, Jorge, I look forward to our next interview. I know it's going to be uh, exciting and as action-packed. I took about two pages of notes on this one. I really appreciate it and I look forward to the next one. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having this show. It's a great space. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. You share the couch, you share the remote, and if you've got a family plan with those other guys, you're probably sharing your data, but at T-Mobile, you don't have to. Now your family can get four lines with up to 10 gigs of 4G LTE data per line. You heard right, four lines, 10 gigs per line. Stream, post, and download on the network that has doubled LTE coverage over the last year and added extended range LTE with a signal that goes twice as far and is four times better in buildings. Plus, right now, T-Mobile will even pay your family switching fees up to 650 bucks or more per line when you trade in your smartphones. It's the best value for families. So get 10 gigs for all today, only from T-Mobile. Switching cost paid with trading credit and Visa prepaid card. Device purchase and qualifying service required. Card issued by MetaBank. Member FDIC. Card expires. Coverage not available in some areas. See T-Mobile store for details.